Hello, and welcome to this episode of The Magnetic Woman Show. I'm your host, Lauren Joyce, and I am here today to talk about the resurrection of the feminine and the resurrection to the feminine. I'm actually recording this on Easter 2022, early in the morning. I'm currently in Puerto Rico with my family on a family vacation. And for some reason or another, I have been waking up very early, which is unlike me. Normally you cannot get me out of bed before 8am. And yet here the clock strikes strike 6am and I am up and Adam. And I've actually been thinking about recording this podcast, honestly, the entire time I've been here. Now, if you know me, if you follow me, if you listen to my podcast, then chances are you already know that I was raised Catholic. I went through 10 years of Catholic school. I'm not religious anymore. Um, I very much consider myself to be spiritual. And uh, that said, here I am in a very Catholic place for Holy Week, right? So I'm here during Easter, during Holy Week. Now, I, as a side note, if you have not been to San Juan, Puerto Rico, get here soon. It's amazing. I love this city. We've been going to the beach. We've been going into the old town. It's just been so great, so lovely, and I would highly, highly, highly recommend it to anyone. So anyways, back to it. I thought that maybe this week being here in Puerto Rico, I'd see a lot of you know, Easter things going on. I haven't really sought it out and I haven't seen too much of it, but I do know that a lot of the people here are observant Catholics. And so for those of you who don't know, Holy Week is the week between Palm Sunday and Easter Sunday. So Good Friday is when it is believed that Jesus died. He was crucified. And then three days later, he rose from the dead being Easter Sunday, right? Now, if we look back historically through other cultures, other religions, the majority, if not all of them had some kind of death and rebirth celebration. So for pagans and different like Celtic uh, pagans and religions, there was a celebration around the spring equinox, like bringing new life into the world. Now, when Constantine made it that Christianity was the religion of the Roman empire back in, uh, three or 400, I'm like a few sips into my coffee. So sorry. Um, they usurped a lot of pagan holidays, and and line them up with things that Christians were already celebrating. So Easter became around the spring equinox. Christmas, Jesus's birthday was around the um, solstice and so on and so forth. Egypt actually celebrated the death and rebirth of one of their gods, Osiris, right? And Isis, his consort, the goddess, brought Osiris back to life, right? So we see this theme of death and rebirth. Now, this theme, death and rebirth, is a feminine theme. Now, when I say that, what I mean is if we look at the 
all humans go through death and rebirth processes in their life, whether that be with like an identity piece, um, emotionally, you know, we can look at every piece of our lives and find something to really lean into the death and rebirth process. It could be around your a career or a job, something that you have to let die, that you have to let go of in order to bring new life into your into the world. However, when the patriarchy cut the feminine out of the divine and the divine out of the feminine, meaning they took the divine out of the female body, that's really where I see as disconnecting from the ability to truly honor death and rebirth processes in all aspects of our lives. So for Christians, right, Easter is the celebration of Jesus dying and resurrecting and rising from the dead. But again, growing up and attending Catholic school, there was never an element of like the like we celebrate Jesus's death and resurrection. Here's here's how to bring that into all of your life. It's like he died for your sins because you are inherently flawed and bad and not worthy. And then he rose from the dead. And maybe if you're good enough and prove that you're good enough through suffering, through guilt, through shame, then you'll make it to heaven. Which I mean, come on. Am I right? Yeah. Okay. So to me, the death and rebirth process, and if we look at the female body, those of us who menstruate, right, every month, our uterus, like the lining sheds and the womb gets, can be ready again for new life. So again, an inherent death and rebirth process. And when I say the resurrection of of the feminine, I'm also very much talking about the fact that at least over the last five years, and I've been in this space and doing this work for almost a decade now, but specifically over the last five years, there's been this massive resurgence and resurrection of feminine energy and women discovering, focusing on, playing with um, igniting their own feminine energy. There's this massive goddess movement, which focuses on the divine feminine, which is so needed, so necessary. And yet what I see in most of those spaces is still a disconnection from the body. What I see so much in the divine feminine space is using the patriarchy, the patriarchal framework of religion, even the inherent misogyny in it, to go up and out of the body. There's still a disconnection from being embodied. Now, in the pleasure space and sexuality space, there's like that is the embodied feminine, and yet it's not always deeply intertwined with the divine feminine. Okay. Um, so this resurrection of the feminine is about how, again, definitely over the last five years, there's been this massive resurgence of women, like reclaiming aspects of the embodied feminine, reclaiming aspects of the divine feminine. I was just in um, a bookstore recently, like a little gift shoppy store close to my house in Pittsburgh. And I picked up a book called Moon Cooking or, oh God, something like that. I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but basically it's, uh, recipes to 
and and a way to cook and when to eat certain recipes to sync with your menstrual cycle to really support your hormonal health. And that's again at like a little gift shoppy bookstore in Pittsburgh. Uh, there's another one where, you know, they always, they've recently had a lot of like witch books and tarot books and things like that. And so there is this resurgence, this resurrection of the feminine because, but ironically, the feminine never died. The patriarchy just tried to shove it, tried to kill it, tried to shove it in a closet, tried to oppress it out of us, suppress it out of us. But the feminine can never be lost. The feminine can never be fully dead, right? So there's been this massive resurrection of the feminine. And when I say the resurrection to the feminine, I really want to focus on, because again, for me growing up Catholic, this was not really focused on. But the more that I've deepened my own spirituality and done a lot of work and reading and all the things around it, um, this one point I think is is so important. When Jesus rose from the dead, the first person that he appeared to was Mary Magdalene. And the feminine was the one that could see the risen Christ. Not his 12 male disciples that, you know, quote unquote, the church is founded after. And the fact that they there's only like male priests and male leadership and the Catholic church and, and so much of Christianity is so misogynistic, right? And they like trace it back to the gospels, which let's be real, a bunch of men got together and picked the scriptures to put in there because there is a gospel of Mary Magdalene that didn't make the cut. But yet Jesus rose and appeared first to Mary Magdalene. And to me, this is so significant for so many reasons, specifically being that the feminine is the one, the feminine is the aspect of all of us that can see beyond reality, that can see beyond what is there, that has this connection to the divine that is different and unlike the masculine, right? Now, I truly believe that Mary Magdalene was Jesus's partner in all aspects. She was his spiritual partner. She was his spiritual equal and taught the same philosophy of love from the feminine perspective and brought a perspective that he could not break. I believe that she was his wife. I believe that they were, you know, engaged in and practiced in sacred sexuality. And so of course, when that when he died and rose from the dead, who was he going to go to first? His wife, of course. Again, that's my belief system. You can believe whatever you want, but and yet in the gospels, in the Bible, it says that he appeared to Mary Magdalene first. There is no if, ands, or buts about that. And so I think it's very important for us as women, especially those of us as leaders, right? The modern woman is really at this this spearhead, this turning point, especially those of us who are millennials and older, you know, Gen Z, like you're welcome for doing so much of this work and making so much of this mainstream for you. Um, and like for those of us, again, I'm a, I'm millennial and older. It's like us as leaders, 
we're at this precipice as precipice at this turning point where we have seen again and again and again hard work does not get you what you want like hard work work alone and oftentimes you can work your ass off get to what you thought would make you feel successful and amazing and fulfilled and it does not right we've been uncovering the deep layers of patriarchy and misogynistic conditioning in ourselves in the workspace in the world around us and it can feel kind of exhausting and kind of defeating quite frankly like oh my god you know this again Ugh. and yet what i found again and again for really powerful women for female leaders what you're yearning for, what you're aching for is this deeper connection to your own feminine power. And where I see that is this merging of the divine feminine and the embodied feminine. To me, when I first got into this work, again, I had been raised Catholic. I like left the church. I was like, I don't believe in any of this stuff. My dad died. And I was like, okay. And yet I want to believe in something. I want some sort of like spiritual grounding, or I want to believe that there's something more than just this physical life, but I have no idea what that would look like. And I don't believe in like Catholic doctrine. And then I found myself in Mama Gina's mastery program, right? And she's on stage the first day, like you're power as a woman is your connection to your feminine and your connection to your pussy and I was like I'm sorry get me out of here this sounds like sin right like it brought up all this shame inside of me and for me the more I deepened into sensuality pleasure sexual healing and celebration in myself the more I deepened myself spiritually so to me they have always been intertwined and yet what i see for most women you're either in the goddess movement so you're deepening your intuition and spirituality but you're still cut off from your body you're still disconnected from your full sexual expression you're still shutting down a sense of embodiment and sensuality or maybe you've kind of like dipped your toes into the water of pleasure and sensuality and like healing your sexuality and you're like kind of flailing in the ocean spiritually, right? You're like, okay, well, I'm noticing as I'm, as I'm deepening my own connection to my body, I'm seeing like how some of the beliefs I grew up with, whether they be religious or just kind of culturally, socially don't support a woman, but like, what do I believe? I call myself a spiritual feminist. And because to me, feminism is not only believing that women are equal to men that like everybody is a person everybody is equal right but when i say a spiritual feminist i also mean using spiritual principles from the feminine from goddesses from ancient cultures and religions that revered the feminine and women and and bringing that forward as my spiritual practice so the first one that always comes to mind and I think the first principle is unconditional love and acceptance for everything and, and every experience. The feminine is in acceptance of everything. And that does not mean complacency and like, oh, well, this is how it is. I got to accept it. But it does mean like if something's happening in your life and you're like, oh my God, I want to change this. This isn't what I want. I want things to be different. Coming into a, a state of acceptance, like, okay, this is happening for me. And what are the lessons that I need to learn here? What is the opportunity for me? Right? 
unconditional love, loving all aspects of being human. Like you chose, your soul chose to come into this world as a human right now. And in Western religion, in Christianity, in the patriarchy, with you know, misogyny teaches us that we have to transcend being human. We have to like not have human emotions. How often do you have an emotional reaction and say, oh, I'm just being crazy. Oh my God, I feel crazy, right? It's like, no, you're not crazy. You're just fucking having an emotional experience because you're goddamn human. So to me, when I taught, for me, this Easter is about the resurrection of the feminine and remembering that the resurrection was to the feminine and the importance of our feminine, especially as leaders in this world. Because for 3,500 years, the patriarchy has taught us that the feminine isn't right and that it's less than and that it's not worthy and so we've been walking around thinking that we as women are less than and this idea of being less than and not worthy enough this woman has been passed down from generation to generation for 3,500 years and this is what I mean we're at this precipice and turning point like it has not helped us as humans to believe this like the amount of trauma and war and violence that has occurred at the hands of the patriarchy is is so sad and so disheartening and so where do we go from here right if you're listening to this the day this comes out on easter or over the next few days you're like okay lauren this is all great but what what now I want to invite you to join me in Sacraments of the Feminine, which I'm hosting Wednesday, April 20th. So it's lined up with the full moon right after Easter. It's a way for us to reclaim the feminine, to resurrect the feminine within ourselves and in our own lives and remember the importance of our feminine essence, our feminine power, our, the divine feminine, the embodied feminine. So we're going to be going through rituals and practices, and it's going to be this idea of re- reclaiming the concept of sacraments, which just actually means sacred moments, for us to really recenter the feminine. So you can join me at themagneticwoman.com backslash sacraments plural, or you can find the link in the show notes. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Make sure to give it five stars, leave a review, share it on social media so more women can hear it. And I'll see you next time.